Hey, it's time for Singles Only Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, if you celebrate, I think I celebrated as a kid, as I talk about on stage, but we really weren't really Christians. We were half Baha'is and half Jews. Anyway, um, yeah, Merry Christmas wherever you are. We have a great Christmas edition for you. It's just a regular show. It happens to be on Christmas. The return of comedian Renee Gautier. Uh, you might remember her from episode 159. If not, go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one. I'll wait. We'll just push pause here and then go back. It's relevant if you do, so you can see her growth over the th- three years-ish. I don't know when that was. Um, fun episode. I'm a big fan of hers. You will be too. Catch her, follow her on Instagram, all that good stuff. Catch me on on stages. I'll be at uh, Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend and New Year's Eve with uh, Renan Hirschberg. I'm really excited to work with him. Next week, the week after that, I should say, I'll be at Looney Bin, uh, part of the triple headliner shows at Tulsa, January 4th through 7th. Then I'm back in Chicago for Drink Day Laugh, the return of Drink Day Laugh on Sunday, January 8th, a show that I created six years ago that I never was able to to be at because it was on Fridays and I was touring so much. But I think we solved that problem. We'll see how it goes. Come by January 8th. Uh, message me uh, for comps. I've got free tickets that show. I got 22 free tickets to give away. Uh, then I'll be at Laugh Factory in Chicago Friday, January 13th on all shows, I believe. Saga Talk, Michigan, January 14th, headlining Coral Gables. Then I'll be in Boulder and Denver, January 19th at uh, Loose Change Boulder, January 20th, 21st at Denver Comedy Club. I'll be in LA January 15th through 18th. I don't have my schedule yet for those dates. And then I'll be headlining uh, Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, January 27th, 28th. Follow me on at Paul Farver on Instagram if you don't already. Check out my website, Paul F. Comedy, for details on these shows. Please come out. So fun, the last few shows I've had. Um, gosh, it was so fun going to Indianapolis, seeing all my friends at the Helium there. What a great club. I hope they have me back. It was so fun. I, I performed upstairs there um, on a Sunday. Super fun. Uh, if you were there. Um, you missed, if you weren't there, you missed a great time. The, the feature DJ was hilarious. One of my new favorite comedians. I think he writes for Bob and Tom and, uh, the host, uh, was awesome as well. Um, Grand Rapids was great. Doc Grin's so fun. All these shows have been fun. It's been a great year. I'm overall, you know, I'm excited. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already go do that right now and share this with people. I really appreciate that. And the reviews we got helped me again. Um, still would appreciate any reviews if you haven't done them any, anywhere. It helps tremendously for the algorithm. And check out our sponsors. Okay, I know it's all fun and games. My Better Call Paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say Better Call Paul. Uh, Donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Um, PaulFComedy.com, you can get your shirt, as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own, and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing. Someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. 
my good friend, attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro, 312-627-1650, scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. It's time for Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here. No voice of reason on this episode, but I don't know if we need it because we are two reasonable adults. We have a very funny comedian returning from, you might remember from episode 159, Renee Gauthier. Did I say it right? You did, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you Renee. also asked right before. So. What's that? I said you also asked right oh, before. Oh, fuck. Why'd you have to tell people? Because <laughs> I, I felt I needed to. I am the people, and I need We're to. Nothing if we're nothing if we're not accurate right? here. Yeah. <laughs> the Sauls need to know. I call them Sauls now. Singles only listeners. Oh, I've listened. I know what you call them. <sighs> Renee, <laughs> you were here in 2019. Holy shit. Three years ago. Over three years ago. It was July. So, Why are you single? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually choosing to be single at in this, this point? moment. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I just realized that I'm not. I think I'm the problem. It's not a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. I mean, if not, it could be. How are you the problem? Well, I think I'm the problem for myself. I think that I have lived my life thinking I've wanted this boyfriend and all these things. And then as soon as I get a glimmer of it. I'm like, mm, that's not what I want. Not sure if this is, you know, but I think I still am just real. I'm just realizing that I am part of the problem because I think it's easy for women to blame like, well, for straight women to blame straight men and any configuration. I'm sure everyone blames everyone else. But like, I think that it's easy to go, oh, no, you're single. And the truth is, is like, I think I want to be single. Yeah. Not forever. There's a stigma with it. And we talked about it, the soloist movement that this uh, that Peter was a guest of mine talked about, where there is a stigma for like, oh, you're single, especially for women. I feel guys are like, oh, that's cool, dude. So hard for women. But um, there is something to be said about like, it's fucking awesome. Like my friends who are married are not happy. Mostly. Yeah. At our age, in our age demographic or over 30, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, and you seem happy every time I see you, you're, yeah. you're a glow of energy. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's not a, you, you say it's, you're the problem. It's not a problem. It's just, you're the reason. I think it's not I'm a the negative. Reason. Yeah. I, I think, I think I use the term problem just because there's things I have to work through that, um, what do you that, have to work through? Well, I think I just have to like figure out. It, I think we go through a lot of our life thinking we want a certain person, but really we just want an outcome. And what we want is 
the security of having a person because that's society, right? Like, mm-hmm. why we just said it. Why are you single? Mm-hmm. Oh, you shouldn't be single. A girl like you makes mm-hmm. no sense. Like that kind of shit. For those who can't see, she's doing the neck thing <laughs> where you go side to side. I'm I just do. trying to make sure people I do. know. The people I'm need to know. Animated. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I actually came here thinking, oh God, I can't remember if this is like visually recorded because i have barely any makeup on oh i just i just got out of the bed i mean honestly <laughs> i was like i'm wearing a turtleneck crop jic i get up they'll see the picture yeah <laughs> i forgot about the picture against the mantle <laughs> um so yeah i don't even know what i was saying but like i the outcome the outcome it? i think there's there's a thing where people are like i just want a girlfriend i don't want to just pick the right girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I just want a boyfriend. Right. I just want this, you know, versus like, I'll just fill anyone into that hole. I think I've dated a lot of my life like that. Granted, I've loved all the people I've dated, but I can look back and see like, wow, you're really trying to force that one. And that- Talking to yourself. You mean. Just, yeah. Like I, like I used to go on a date with a person and then I'd be like, okay, like this is probably going to be it's the guy work, yeah. I date, right? And then you start to see things about them. And you're like, I don't even like that, but okay, why? Let's date anyway. Like, you Better know. than nothing is what you're, you teach yourself or Puritan ethics teach you. It's like, well, you got you to gotta match up. Yeah. And so um, let me ask you this before we delve into this more. Since you were last here- Mm-hmm. Did you have a did you have a serious relationship during COVID or like the last the la- anything that lasted over a year since twenty nineteen? Um, the I year think, is the mark. Uh, I didn't find a COVID lover, if that's the question. Uh, a COVID husband, I did not find one. However, I have been in what I would consider a situationship with a person probably since 2018. Okay. Which it was like leading into what I thought would be a relationship. And I think I probably acted like it didn't matter and didn't have the conversation. So he received that it didn't matter. Right. We've never spoken about it to this day. Like we went to Italy together. He's here now. He's here. here He won't talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We went to Italy together recently. And, and, you know, we got asked at this wedding. At, we, I took him with me to a wedding in Italy. And everyone's like, how long have you two been together? And we kind of played the game a little bit, but we also were honest and we're like... On and off. For- we're long distance. We yeah. are probably best friends and we're physically attracted to each other. But there's no trigger to be pulled. And I think we've passed the point. But I did consider him someone I put at the forefront. Yeah, it's a, it's a relation, it's a situationship as you called it, where the only awkwardness is how it's, pers- as long as you guys are on the same page, the awkwardness is when your friends ask you or when you're introducing him. You're like, this is yeah. Bob. But also you can't say this is my wants. boyfriend. Like we're doing whatever we want right. anyway. Right. Which is weird too. But why is that weird? Like I've been in that situation recently too. And then it got to the point where, it's like, where is this going? I'm like, why does it matter? We're both happy. We're both in uh, in whatever we consider. We're very respectful of each other. Uh, but we were probably both fucking doing whatever we wanted to do. But other than safety, yeah, why does it matter? Well, the truth is, is it didn't matter till it mattered. Like, I think the trajectory in the beginning, I think for both of us, was that we we put each other very first. And we were long distance again, right? Like, so 
he would travel mostly to LA and he wouldn't even stay with me. Mm-hmm. He would, he's, you know, in the industry and he would do his thing. And then I'd only see him a few times, no. but we talked every single day. We did all these things every single day. Right. So buying gifts for each other, Christmas gifts, all this stuff. And then one day realizing, Oh, we may have passed the point of solidifying this. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing whatever we want without talking to each other about it but also not getting weird about it. Well, that's the thing. The, the communication aspect is where it gets fucked up, Correct. right? Yeah. Because that's when you start realizing, oh, we're not in a relationship, a right. traditional relationship. But you, since you prioritize that person, it's also awkward because like, oh, do I tell them that I made out with, you know, this yeah. broad in New Jersey or whatever? Right. And, and the truth is, is I stopped talking to him at one point when I started to realize that I was not being served by this situation anymore. And I think he was confused. Yeah. I was in New York. I was supposed to go do a show. He had kind of flagged that a girl he's been talking to for a few weeks would also be there. Oh. And I said, well, there was like- To your show? No. Well, he was also- Oh, he's a comedian. To a show, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was Dave Chappelle, my bad. Yeah, it's old Chappelle. That's what I call him, old Chappie. <laughs> um, but uh, it was an interesting thing because I, he called me to warn me, and you could tell he was afraid. Of the reaction. Of the reaction and of hurting me and knowing this person was coming, yeah. whether he could control it or not. 100%. And he wasn't going to leave with me. There's so many like little right, things, right, right. right? And that's where it came to a head. That's where it came to a head because I was like, well, if you don't think we were ever anything, which was a conversation we had had about a month prior, he had kind of made this declarative, st- declarative statement that like we were never boyfriend, we never were dating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're bananas. Like that's not real. You can tell yourself that. Mm-hmm. Not real. Um, but then I think I started to kind of like work off that notion and be like, oh, Jesus, I've been wasting my time or the time has come to move forward without it, right? Like, okay, this is done. The good feelings are gone. The The communication is different now. Right. But it was all triggered by that woman showing up at a show well or him warning you i should him say warning me and then i actually called him back and basically because i was getting my nails done and i was upset i wasn't like i'd been waiting for this moment mm-hmm. now is now i was in his world because that's where he's based so i bet he was like fuck yeah now these worlds are about to collide and I know he doesn't want me to not be in his life. Right. So I just called him back and I was in an Uber. I remember this distinctly because I was in an Uber and the guy who was driving the Uber was like this 30 something Puerto Rican guy. And he was like, you know, he had a flag hanging in the thing. It was amazing. He was like the best. So I'm like, I have to make a quick phone call. So I make a call because he's like talking to me. And I go, hey. And he goes, hey, what's up? I go, hey, I'm not going to come to the show tonight. I'm not interested in ever merging my career and emotional bullshit. I go, but I want to say this. I want to apologize to you because I have not been clear. I've not stated to you what I wanted out of this relationship. Mm -hmm. And now we've passed a point. And I think I'm kind of done with it. Right. And he was like, well... He was, he, he's not a bad guy right? at all. And he was just like, well, I don't know what you want me. He didn't say it anyway. He goes, well, 
he, I don't even know if he said anything. And I said, would you like to respond in any way before we hang up? <laughs> well, cause like, what are you yeah. doing? I mean, what is, he's kind of caught up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it came to he, a head. He knew when he called me that morning. This might happen. Something was going to happen. Gonna, yeah, shit's going to happen. Or I'm going to go there. You know, there's two ways I could have taken this. I could have gone there and fucking blown the roof off the stage just to be the best one there. Uh-huh. You know, that thrive where you like yeah. really are fueled by this shit. And then just be like, suck Mic a dick drop, yeah. and leave. Right. And then sure. meet the girl and be that scary moment where he doesn't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you could play that game or I can preserve myself. I'm coming off of, at this point. I'm coming off of working at WWE. I am emotionally <laughs> drained. I've been traveling every week. Sure. I'm being treated like a fucking idiot by men. I'm done. You know? Right. So I say, I go, he goes, well, I'm not going to talk you out of it. And I said, I'm not asking you to talk me out of it, but I thought maybe you'd like to say something, like take ownership on your end. Right. I go, all right, dude, take care of yourself. And I didn't talk to him for like three months. And the poor driver, I hang up, he goes, he doesn't say anything. And I go, did you hear all that? He goes, I did. (laughs) I go, am I wrong? He goes, well, I don't know the whole situation, but I do think you should delete everything about him because he will be back. Soon. Very soon. And I said, I don't think he will. And that's okay. I needed to get rid of the fear that was coming in my mind. Mm -hmm. And about, I would say, November, December, he was in LA. We were on a show together. And I actually, I looked at him and I, and you could tell, like, we're, it's awkward. Yeah. I just looked at him and I go, come here and say hi to me. Yeah. Like you're the bigger person. I'm not ever that per I'm you can ask any of my exes. No, I know enough about you to know that yeah. you're I'm a solid chick. So I also don't want to live with that kind of I don't like to hate people. Yeah. Because it makes you ugly. Well, it also it's a weird situation and I and I'm just gonna play devil's advocate yeah, for it. one second. Because you like you said, you're not the problem, but you also didn't communicate or didn't tell him you, he thought you were on the same page. 100%. And then when the worlds collided, he's like, oh, I know she says it's we're on the same page, but I have to take ownership. And in a way, you're right. He is a good guy because he's like this situation. He brought it to your attention. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't, it would have been even, it would have been more dishonest. Like if yeah. if he was like, oh, I'm going to go out with my friends. You know what I mean? He like wouldn't the, have lied. He, right. Which yeah. makes him a... It's it's a shitty situation all around, but the at the same time, like if that's what you you think you need, that's that's the question I face. All I've been on both sides of this thing. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, is when you're in a situation ship, it's everything is if everything is great in any relationship, whether it's a norm a traditional monogamous relationship or whatever the fuck this new polyamory thing is you're the, something's gonna there is gonna be a communicate there's gonna be a there's gonna be an end yeah. or there's gonna be a come to jesus moment where you're like okay what are we doing but it's like is it better what what what's the alternative if you guys were boyfriend and girlfriend long distance reality is you got like you said you guys are both doing whatever you want yeah what are you not gonna you're not gonna do it or if you are going to do it, you still have that temptation. 
how is that any different? You know, it's like right. there's no win in all of this, which is why you should just be single for the rest of your life. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I love a long distance relationship. I'm, Big fan. I'm fully happy with the thing I always knew in this relationship. And we're still in and out of it, right? And I, I wouldn't call it a relationship. Oh, so yeah. What happened after that? Well, we didn't. I saw him at the show. Um, and then I want to say, well, now you're back he was in. on, no, he was on my Amazon. We were sharing an Amazon prime, right? He was on mine. Mm-hmm. And the week after I was driving to Vegas to go write on something. So I was in the car and I didn't hear from him for a week and I didn't reach out to him. And he had messaged me to ask him, ask me to like, uh, to cancel a thing he was on because he took all his information off, but they charged my card because it was a whatever. So I call him, I go, what are you talking about? And he's like, blah, 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 blah. He says, whatever it is. And I go, don't you still have the password? And he goes, yeah. I go, go in and fix it. Yeah. (laughs) He goes, oh yeah. I was like, you deleted everything. It's a little dramatic. Right. And he's like, well, I'm just, you know, so it was like, Oh, he deleted it because of the situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, you have the password. Go in and get it. Right. Like, go right. in and jo- I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> go do it. And I was very, I made jokes. Yeah. I hung up. It's fine. It's fine. And I think like we just slowly, so we didn't speak. That happened in July. So we almost didn't talk for a year. Yeah. Like he, Jan- that's a lie. So that's July. It was six months. January came and I was cleaning out some stuff. And I'd been invited to this wedding in Italy. And it's, I didn't want to really go alone. I have family in Italy, but there was no way I was going to be able to see them. And I kind of just didn't want to go alone. Mm -hmm. So I, anyway, I found something that he was getting like um, something mailed to me, like as a subscription separate thing. But it's like this manscape thing. And it's really funny. And I found a box. Clearly I had like, not seen this thing come in it because it was from like September. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, I texted him. I was like, hey, do you want this manscaping thing? And then we started slowly talking. Yeah. And then I go, should I go to Italy for this wedding? And he's like, well, why do you work? Yeah, go to Italy. I go, do you want to come? And he's like, I'd go with you. And I was like, all right. So we kind of booked our flights that day. And we, with the caveat, if either of us got hired on another job, we could bail. Mm-hmm. So the the well, wedding is in bail, April. Well, if you bail, then he has to bail because well, he can't just go to a wedding. No, and I, I had to ask. Him, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like that, any of us could end it. Right, right. Um, and then just slowly, we wouldn't. I go, all right, let's never speak of this again. I'll see you later. See it's on like April seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, great. So like, we just slowly like every now and then would text each other. Are we going to Italy together? Like just laughing. Yeah. And then I booked my flight to connect in New York. Met him at. JFK, and we went to Italy. You guys had fun, probably. We had a great time. It was, he was the best he's ever been in like a, well, like, it's, you yeah. miss that. It, there's a comfort level when you have, when you pr- have someone prioritize and you get to see him again. Yeah. You know, it's like a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't see the, here's the thing. And here's another thing that keeps me from getting married. And, and you're in the same boat too. If you were to, let's say you meet fucking, the man of your dreams and you you get engaged to a dude in la blah blah mm-hmm. blah he's perfect he's not a comedian and uh he's comedy adjacent so he understands all the bullshit that we have to deal with yeah but then 
you can't really still have connection. How is that? Con- How do you have connections with people like this guy? Yeah. If you're even if you're if you're not physical, it's right. still a fucked up thing, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think he does. But either. most people do. Correct. But I think the thing is, and is you don't that- know what this guy, this dream. Let's just call him Brad. Okay. If Brad is like. Clearly, he does not comfortable with you in your relationship with Chappelle. Yeah, we're gonna call him Chappie in this situation. How, like, how do you? How do you? What do you do? Well, I, on, if I'm being honest, the relationship with Chappie, um, Chappie's the New York. Comic. We have stopped. We don't talk every day anymore, right? But we're still very important to each other. Whether he would say that or not, I know it, and I just think it would literally. It would just fizzle into a coworker energy, and yeah. we wouldn't be talking the way. If I met it a guy, still sucks though. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's I, like you're going to be reminded. Like there are certain things you're like, oh man, I wish I could call Chappie right now. But, but I feel I that way in any relationship. Yeah. Which is why it's great to be single. Because yeah. then you're like, oh, cool, I can call fucking. Yeah, but when they when they get married or have a thing, then you lose it anyway. Yeah, that's so true. So the truth is, I don't is care, like I, no, I, I don't know their husbands. I want to get married. <laughs> When I get married to someone, it's because they're giving me all the elements I loved about everybody and what yeah. I've learned about myself, and it's all right there. When you get married, so you are getting married. Did I say when? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would get married and I wouldn't get married. Like, it's to me, it's marriage not is not about being single or not single. It's like, a- I, I'm okay not getting married and still like com- having commitment is great for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't need marriage, and I'm not going to have kids. You don't want to have kids. I don't think so. so. If you don't want to have kids, you can get married at fucking seventy five. One hundred percent. So, but also, I could have a kid alone. I don't need to get married to have that if I wanted one. If you, but you don't want one. I don't think I do. What about being a stepmom? Yeah, of course. That's the best. For I me. love kids. I have five nephews. I'm the, the best. I'm the best aunt. You get to I, walk away when you want. Oh my god! It's and I want feeling. to walk away uh, uh, quite a few times. Like I take him to to get ice cream, sugar them up. I'm like, peace out. Here you go, kids. And then I buy you guys Air Jordans. Yeah, tell my story, baby. That's so funny. I just bought my niece her first set of Air Jordans. Oh, did you? (laughs) I told her if she tries out for the basketball team and and doesn't make it, I'll buy her Jordans. If she makes it, I'll buy her two. Oh shit! Thankfully, she didn't make the team. So it's like those are fucking expensive. So expensive. And And I every year buy them for my two nephews, and then I'm like, this year I bought a house, so. Let's pare it down. You guys are getting Adidas this yeah. year. <laughs> this year, you're getting a $25 gift card to Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Get six of your first six more and you got yourself a deal. Yeah. Hey, gang, I want to tell you about a new product called Nirvana CBD, premium and good tasting CBD products. If you know me, you know I'm a big fan and advocate for CBD. I've used CBD for its healing benefits on my injuries, as well as vaping CBD for a time when it just helped me clear my mind. Not the kind with THC, but the kind that just cleared my mind and kind of helped me with memory. Nirvana CBD is broad-spectrum CBD. They're 100% hemp-derived and made in the USA with high-quality ingredients. They also contain zero THC. They offer a wide selection of CBD products, including gummies, soft gels, topicals, tinctures, and pet care. Check them out at nirvanacbd.com. You will not be disappointed. Tell them I sent you. If you aren't using CBD for anything now, get on the CBD train 
use Nirvana CBD. So you said you if you or when you get married. Right. Now what what are you doing now? Uh, you you live in L.A. Are mm-hmm. you um, are you still on dating apps? Like no. nothing. I barely ever was. Yeah. I have no problem dating people in my field. I have no problem dating comics. Such a bad idea. But I've not had a bad experience doing it. Hmm. Truthfully. The only time, I've only dated one civilian long term. And by dated, I mean they were my boyfriend. Uh-huh. We, so all How my other. How many comedians have you dated? I've, seriously? Or comedian adjacent, yeah. Um, comedians, two? Okay. Just two big relationships mm-hmm. out of comics. And then, you know. Comedy adjacent, the rest were? No. Okay. The one was not. Well, you said your industry. What do you mean? You're just including everything? Yeah, I'm just like, if you mm-hmm. understand entertainment on a general level, then you won't annoy me. Yeah. When you ask me dumb questions. Like, I dated a guy who was too in awe of the situation that it was like, so tell me about the show. What's your process? Ugh, get away from me. <laughs> what's my process? What's your pre-ritual? I'm like, what are you it's talking about? not even about? that. It's like, what's the pro? Because you're yeah. curious about comedy generally. Go watch a documentary. <laughs> I'm you not here I mean? to educate you. <laughs> sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. No, that's true. That's the one thing that does suck when, because I have this no comedy thing. But I also think that comedy adjacent is the best way to go. Cause, or like dating improv or whatever the fuck. Something... What? You think an improviser is no, fine, well, no, but a comic isn't? I mean, isn't? something like that. It's just a something fucked Something like up. what? Miming? What is adjacent for you? <laughs> clown? Magician? You can't date a clown. No, you don't have clown. it in you. No. I, I already know. I can't do that. Or a magician would freak the fuck out. I'd freak well, out. A magician's just going to want to pull an ear out of your yeah. dick hole. Like, Ugh. <laughs> ear out of your dick hole? No, I meant uh, a coin. <laughs> coin out of your dick hole. <laughs> Either way, of your it's so ear. fucking creepy. Yeah, but it's what magic is. <sighs> I've never seen that trick. Um, <laughs> ear out of I dick meant hole. coin out of your dick hole. Coin. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the magi- so the comedy thing. You said that you got you were on the same shows. In your situation, you were in New York. You took yourself off of the show. I yeah, because I didn't want to fuck it up for him, and I didn't. I, it to me, it's that's, not worth. That's it. affecting. What if that that show happened to be where fucking. You know, I wasn't going to be at my best. JP Buck was from Conan. I don't know. I already know JP Buck. I've well, never been on you know. Conan. I'm just saying, like, I know the bookers. Are, they I know, but I'm me. saying, like, what if that, th- those are the things to me, that alone, mm-hmm. you taking yourself off a showcase in New York mm-hmm. is enough to be like, eh, that wasn't worth it. Because everything had two is an opportunity. The, that night, I already, he was my I third. I'm, I hear you. It does that kind of stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. And I dated a guy for two and a half years in like the primo time where I did late night and I did all this stuff. And I chose comedy over everything. Mm-hmm. And to me, now you're not doing that. No, because I knew I was not going to be at my best if I went, whether it was logical or not. Now in the back of my head, I'm thinking, who's this bitch in the green room? Who's this per? Whether it's lo- whether that's really what would have happened or not, it was worth it to me to go. This is your city. You right. take it. I mean, I'm just using that as an analogy to how much even um, the emotional space that it takes yeah. dating a comedian. Yeah, and forget the fact that you know when the break when it goes south, just the just dealing with a, you. They're like you in a lot of ways. The positives are great. They understand the process. You, they're not asking. You're they right. understand if you fucking have to do a guest spot at like, you know, last minute, whatever. And your wedding night. Right. 
Right. I mean, but the downside is like they know everything. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Like also. It's I, a fucked up. Yeah. No win situation. And I know people that are in successful relationships that with other comedians and whatnot are successful, however you want to term that. But it, I think in the end, it's like if that goes south, it could go south. And we've yes. we have mutual friends who that has happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and the truth is too, I've already been through that twice. Yeah. Right. One was long distance. One was started here together. Mm-hmm. We were in L.A. together. Right. We went to JFL together. Mm-hmm. He got best of the fest, and I didn't get picked for it, and I was pissed. Well, because it was all men that they picked, and I was just like, "There's three women on our yeah. in our class." Throw them all in there, or just at least one. one. Um, those are the so good old, the good old through, days. Uh, <laughs> so I've been through those awkward things. Yeah. Uh, when my first like long term comedian boyfriend and I broke up, he was in L.A. and I had a boyfriend right away, and I hid it from him and everyone because I didn't want him to know. He was crying at every fucking party that was a comedy party. I've been through it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. I I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you know. You're also in a a different, you're at the, on the other end of the comedy thing where it's not your priority anymore. You're living your life more. And I've always kind of bought a house. You're fucking waiting for contractors at the house. Exactly. But I've also kind of been this person. Mature. I think so. Hmm. I've done some dumb shit, but I've, I think it's because my dad died when I was little, and I think that there's like a sense of not wanting to lose people, mm. that fear of loss energy. So I'd be like, okay, this is just this dynamic has shifted. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm in the power seat. Yeah, you seem like an alpha. When I can take it. Do you date guys who are uh, betas? Then I don't think so. Because <laughs> I don't think I'm as alpha as I come off as a person okay. on the stage and a person like having like a real intellectual conversation, but I definitely am a little, mm-hmm. you know, I just, but that's, that's, that sort of energy limits your dating uh, pool too. Cause yeah. some guys can't deal with that shit. Some guys, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a, pretty much all. Um, okay. okay. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just kidding. Obviously I don't think all, but like, I don't know. Um, well, you're also in a in a position where you've been doing comedy for a long time. Obviously, in the old days, guys who are in that situation would take advantage of that situation and like groom younger com- female 100%. comedians. Are you fucking taking advantage of that too? I'm you just, see like a hot opener, you're like, "Listen, fucking Bobby, you're gonna get to my apartment." Yeah, I drive you by pull open Louis mics. C.K. What? Yeah, I drive by open mics like their schools. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like you are Hell in that no. situation. No? Nothing. It's not tur- attractive to you? Nothing turns me off. Not more. open micers, but like no. three years in comics or oh, something. You have to be six or up. All right, five. Six. Because <laughs> you know as well as I know is that like you go through you go through a shift. Yeah. Of knowing who you six are. Six years, as 11 years. Yeah. A comedian. 100%. And. Six years. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... It just sounded so funny on so many different <laughs> levels. Yeah. Six years of comedy are up. But you but you can be in that situation because yeah. in this situation, um, 
you are this you i think that would work i think you can i would i would give the stamp of approval of that on like my it. show i don't like it well six years and up you just said yes but so, also it just depends on the person yeah it really just depends on the person what are the what I are the guys funny. That you, what's that, yeah what is that <laughs> sweet god what are the guys that uh what are your types now like do you have uh if you've lined up all the dudes are they all like or not, I shouldn't say all because you probably changed since um, mm -hmm. 2018. Mm -hmm. But like, are you other than being funny, like, and not asking you stupid questions? Do you have like a type? Um, yeah, I or think a race. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a race, but I do have a. I want someone to have their own shit. Yeah, which I think everyone would like. Hundred percent. I also I. This is going to sound weird, but just from experience. I want someone who's courteous, who like, look, you, you said that last time I did I, you who did. You're not my boyfriend, right? I'm going to Jimmy John's. Do you want anything That's that gets courtesy. you a blowjob? You know what I'm saying? That's like a really that is I, considerate. I opened the door for uh, Erica Clark yesterday. We were doing a thing and she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, does this not happen? So my boyfriend, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, that's the only thing I am. I only courteous on those things, but then that, well, I don't give a shit after that. But like, like I once had a guy ask me if he, if I want, I was, it was the first time I ever dated a person that I was just sleeping with. And it was a big, I wasn't dating him, but it was a person I was right. just sleeping with. I, I realized what I said, but. I at first thought we would head to dating because that is like how all my interactions have mm -hmm. gone because I'm not really like I I will not sleep with you if I'm not comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. It's just who I am. I, I don't I don't enjoy it and I I'm can't the opposite. Do it. I like to sleep with who I'm not yeah, I don't know. I feel that. I, it's like in, intimacy issues. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> mine are different intimacy issues. But it's like right. but I I, I remember being because I was coming off a breakup and I remember being pretty grateful afterwards because I was like, oh this summer taught you that everything doesn't have to mean everything, right? So I was out of town. He was like, hey, do you want me to pick you up from the airport? And I thought, I was like, that's like really out of nowhere. And I was like, my sister's picking me up, so I'm good. But thank you so much. He's like, mm -hmm. well, maybe I'll meet up with you after. I was like, absolutely. So he comes to me. Obviously, he wants to have sex, which I'm fine with because I also will have sex. So <laughs> he comes to my home with a full sandwich. Now I've just flown in. I was that's on a plane for thoughtful. four hours. Yeah. You're coming to my house with a sandwich for himself. Oh, oh no. And in my head, I'm like, even a friend should ask a friend. I thought, I thought he brought it for you. No. Oh, and you know what he said? What I go, dick. Oh, you wouldn't get food. I wish I knew. And he was like, Oh, what do you want me to do? Call you for, I was like, you're not touching my body. <laughs> if only he would have known. Just it's simple, basic yeah, that's friend common sense. shit. Yeah. Like you're coming to my house. <laughs> courtesy. Common courtesy. So Bring I gotta a fucking watch sandwich. you eat a sandwich at my I'm hungry. I just had peanuts on a fucking Spirit Airlines flight. I would never. I know. Just <laughs> giving people a little insight into the process. I mean a Bischoff cookie. Um <laughs> But it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my type is someone who Curtis. is considerate of other people in a general state. Someone who's like doesn't have doesn't say the words I hate my dad or I hate my mom. 
I think work that out and don't tell me about it until I need to know about it. And don't talk to me about your money situation unless it's something we both have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have, if you, I've dated guys who are just like, oh, I can't believe you work on TV. Like, oh, I got to get a job. I got to, it's like, I didn't need to know any of that. I'm broke. I got to, I didn't need to know any of that. We can date and you can be broke, but you just put parameters around what you can afford without being an idiot. Right. What about the flip side? If they're like, they're talking about their planes and stuff. Get out of here. I don't want to know anything you about know your money. charter flights. I don't want to know about it. Take me there. <laughs> I don't got to hurry here about it. What about, uh, you said, so we know that you'll date six years and yeah, up in yeah, comedy. Yeah, yes. What about age demo? Like, do you date guys that are significantly older, significantly younger than you? I always date younger guys. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know what that is, but I've always dated younger guys. So I don't think I'll go under 26. Okay. I don't think I can. Yeah. You lose ability to speak to them at some point. Yeah. I guess it just is a case by case. It's a case by case. They would be three on 9-11. Yeah. Well, that's they're still alive. Yeah, that's That's true. That's not bad. No. But one of their parents could have been in the (laughs) fucking situation. True, true. Yeah. (laughs) New York. Yeah. So, but I, you never say never, but. They have to know what a blue dress means. I don't even care about that. (laughs) I, you know what they need to know? They need to know what truly they need to know what on, the TV show Entourage was, the TV show Sex in the City. They need to know about pop culture. Okay, that's still available now. Like they don't have to know about fucking caboodles and shit. Whatever was in the eighties when I was like little. I but, don't know caboodles. Exactly. Well, you wouldn't because you guys didn't really have caboodles mm-hmm. then. Well, not not most of them. Okay, they need to know about pop culture. Well, That's pretty easy. Just Most references. Guys. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Well, I mean, I haven't seen, like, people get mad at me that I haven't seen, like, movies I'm supposed to see. Like, I've never seen a Marvel movie in my life. Well, or Braveheart or most of the Star Wars is. I just know the hits about the Bravehearts. Hits. I know what it's about. Like, yeah, I he know the, the yelling. And yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different movies. I don't movies. even know if that's real. Um, but yeah, I don't. Okay. So, pop culture, preferably younger. Don't talk about money. Um, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of DMs now from a bunch of Nobody's comedians gonna want this. Eight, in, eight years in. They're going to go, up? It's Can up. you give me a job on your show? I don't even have a job. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I stay at your house? You have a house I now, I heard. Yeah. yeah, the bed's barely there. <laughs> well, Renee, we're out of time. Thank okay. you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank it's so you for fun to me. hear you, your thoughts. Um, <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and your upcoming? You have a special coming out too. Oh yeah, I have a, a special, an album, and a visual special coming out, meaning a special, and I'm releasing an album simultaneously. Gotcha. Uh, around Valentine's Day, called High Blood. It's about my high blood pressure scare. <laughs> um, and I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of it at Nene Guder. Sounds delightful. <laughs> Thanks, Ray, for coming on the Thank podcast. You. Thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Bye.